Welcome to the Empowered Podcast with Deanna Merlino, an all-encompassing personal development show where I will be sharing with you just how to transform yourself into the best version of you, both inside and out. From wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and manifestation, I'll be showing you exactly how to live your best life. I will be keeping it as real and raw as it gets. So get ready to peel back the layers and really transform yourself under the surface because nothing is better than finding your purpose and living this life as your true, authentic self. Jamie Harena is an intuitive transformational strategist, dream activator, and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. She has appeared on dozens of podcasts, and her work has trended on Google News featuring dozens of articles, including Love What Matters, Verna Magazine, Medium, Midday Magazine, and many, many more. Jamie helps visionaries release their limitations in order to activate their potential and increase their visibility, impact, and zones of opportunity through her signature, Activate Your Inner Alchemist Method. She is a mama of three on a mission to help women reclaim their power and stand in the truth and fullness of whom they were always created to be. Empowered listeners, I am so excited for you to be able to hear today's guest. Just sit back, relax, and tune in. Jamie, I am so excited to have you here today. This is something that I've wanted to do for a while now, so I'm so, so, so happy to have you on, and there's no better time. This month is all about entrepreneurship, and I've been watching your journey for years, so I can't wait to have you share. So welcome, and I'm just going to give you the floor. Tell us all the things, who you are, your story, all of it. Um, gosh, <laughs> it's always funny when we're you know starting this because I'm like, how far back do I go? <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> do you do you want from the womb or like how far back are we going? <laughs> no, whatever you feel called to share. It's too funny. A little a little bit about me. I'm a transformational strategist, and it's just a fun way of saying that people come to me where they are feeling lost, broken. You put the name on it, and we take them from where they are to where they desire to be. And it really is just a beautiful synergistic approach to transformation. And so. I believe that in order to help somebody produce transformation, you have had to go through it first. And so for me, I've had quite a life of transformation. I was mentally, physically, and sexually abused starting at the age of two up until I was 13. Um, And so the amount of pain that I've witnessed as a child is a pain that I wouldn't imagine anyone, I wouldn't desire that for anybody to go through. Um, Both of my parents were drug addicted and gang affiliated. And so I've seen the worst of the worst of of that in particular. Um, I have a dad who had passed away due to drug addiction. And two short years later, my brother was actually murdered by a gang. And so for me, having dealt with all of this trauma and pain in my life, I remember going through the years just being numb. I mean, being raised Puerto Rican in my family with the background that I have, we were raised to always have a smile on your face, play tough, never show weakness. No one could ever know what's going on inside of this house, outside of this house. Um, And it was like, I mean, hush, hush all around. And I remember getting to this point where I just couldn't keep suffering in silence. I was so done with suffering in silence. And I was a single mom to two beautiful little girls. They were at, under the age of three at the time. 
And I remember sitting on the floor of my apartment, just crying, like just screaming out to anybody and anything that would listen. At that point in time, I didn't feel like I had a whole lot of faith, right? I didn't, I believed in God, but I didn't feel like God had my back. And so in that time, I was crying out, just yelling, like I was so freaking mad. I don't know if I could swear on this podcast, but yeah, I was feel free. Let it mad. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was mad. And I was just like, something's got to shift. I'm broke. I'm broken. I'm so unhappy. I can't even look in the mirror and look at myself. I've got no finances. I've got no support. Here I am a high school dropout with nothing to my name. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I remember sitting there just in a pool of my own tears, just crying out. And it was in that moment that I just heard this sound, this noise. And some people call it spirit. I call it intuition, spirit, God, whatever you want to call it. But it was so clear as day. And it said, if you can't find the light, you've got to be the light. And I didn't know what that meant, but it gave me hope. And so a couple of days later, a couple of moments have passed. And I went, I remember going to Google and I was like, okay. How to be happy. <laughs> like, we're just going to start real basic here. <laughs> we're going to start with basics, just how to be happy. And of course, it just mm. do, 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 flooded, flooded my feed with just information and information and information. And I truly do believe that information on ice is doesn't produce any action. And so I read everything that I could possibly get my hands on. And then I took action. Um, one of the things that I stumbled on that really was so profound and changed everything for me was Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. And so I stumbled on a video ad of him and I clicked it and I just fell in love. I didn't understand personal development. I didn't even know that it was a thing. I just thought, okay, here is something called like some people have it and some people don't, right? Like some people are successful and some people aren't. That's just life. It is what it is. I didn't realize that success was a mentality. I didn't realize that you can earn your way to success if you're willing to get uncomfortable and stop playing the victim. And so it was because of that, that I fell in love with personal development. I read 16 books in three months and began the journey of completely rewriting my story. I would wake up to personal development audios and I'd fall asleep to personal development audios. And I was a voracious learner. Like there wasn't a moment that I wasn't filling my soul because I needed to. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. I needed Absolutely. to. I didn't have an option. It was either do or die. It was succeed or fail. And for me, I had to keep going. Like I had to find a way to put money on the table. I had to find a way to put food on the table. I had to provide for my children. I had no other option. Wow. And so because of that, just tenacity and that drive and that desire, I worked freaking hard. I put one foot in front of the other and I failed a lot along the way. And it's because of my willingness to fail that I ended up succeeding. And I still fail every single day. And I love it because it's through my failures that I dive deeper into myself and I find new ways of thinking. And so the long winded way of sharing my story. <laughs> wow. Just wow, wow, wow. That is such a powerful story. And, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, I mean, I hear stories all the time and I share my own story and I've even heard your story before, but you package and share your story so beautifully. Like, I hope you know that you just encapsulated your story probably better than I've heard many people do that. Uh, so I want to just give you some kudos on that because I know that you've done a lot of work on yeah. just who you are and how far you've come. Um, but thank you for sharing that. And 
this is really like, you know, the big reason why I wanted to have you on this show. And everyone has their struggles. Everyone has their battles. Some are worse than others and some are worse than you can imagine. And at the end of the day, it's a choice. Am I going to lay down and am I going to die? Or, you know, am I going to lay down and this is it? Or am I going to take back my power one bit at a time and decide to make a change? Because at the end of the day, it's that decision that is going to be the deciding factor in what your life looks like. And I wanted Mm -hmm. you to be able to really show that to people because you've come so far and it would have been quite frankly, probably easier for you to just say, I was dealt a shit hand, you know, and and that's just it. So I would love for you to give some advice for someone who's going through it or hasn't even, you know, like they don't even know where to start. So maybe just a glimmer of hope and, you know, how do I get there? How do I make a change? Yeah. I mean, first we got to look at the in-between, right? Like where are you right now and where do you want to be? If you don't know where you want to be, you don't know where you're going, right? And so we've got to take that audit. And sometimes it's really fucking easy to point the finger outside of us when really we've got to point the finger inside of us. It's easy to say, well, this is happening because this person did this to me. And it's so easy to, and to blame everybody and every circumstance. But the moment that you realize you are empowered is when you point the finger back at yourself And you can say, how am I too at cause for this experience? And so every moment that you're unhappy with is a moment for you to kind of have a wake up call, right? It's for you to audit your life and to say, you know what? I'm not happy with how this is going and I want different for myself and I'm willing to do what it takes to get different. Because in all actuality, we're replaying the same programming over and over and over and every single day until the day that we die until we choose different thoughts, right? Our minds had been programmed since we're five years old, right? Some of our earliest beliefs have been instilled in us since we were up to five years old. And so until you can realize that and recognize that you are actually just the sum of the beliefs that were instilled in you is a moment you can work on forgiveness, is the moment that you can work on a new choice, right? I don't want to be the sum of my parents' decisions or or beliefs. I want to make my own beliefs. I want to choose different from my life. I don't want to play the victim anymore. I don't desire a life of struggle anymore. And so in order for you to take change and and take action and make change, you've got to look at yourself. How are you standing in the way from where you are to where you want to be? That was so beautiful. Thank you. That was very powerful. And it's it's funny, while you were talking about that, I just kept hearing the word forgiveness over and over again in my head. So I want to touch on that for a minute. I imagine that it was probably very hard for you to find forgiveness in some of the things that you went through. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we probably all struggle with is forgiveness and the things that have happened to us. What, How important is forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Because I know you know. And how do we start the forgiveness journey? I think that for me, I see so much in people that's where they're stuck because it is hard, the things that have happened to us. And it's especially when you're just starting this journey, it's like, how am I supposed to forgive something when someone did do that to me? You're going to tell me that I'm responsible somehow when someone did, did that to me. So I think we get stuck in this loop and I would love to kind of dissect that a little and give people some insight on how they can make that shift. Yeah. 
I mean, it's funny, as you were saying that I feel like my throat wallowing up and I feel my eyes getting teary because I just found out recently that my abuser, the man who abused me at the age of 13 is dying from cancer. And I found that out because he ended up having a child and he cheated on my mother when they were married and he had a child with another woman who was a drug addict. Well, that woman ended up passing away due to drugs. And so my mother, being the loving person that she is, took in this child. And so I will always be connected to my abuser because I have a brother through him. And so when I hear you talk about forgiveness and I think of my situation with my ex-stepfather and I think of his journey through life, and I think of him having cancer right now, I actually feel compassion for him. That's what forgiveness looks like on the other side of it. Now, I can't tell you that it was easy getting here. I can't tell you that I didn't kick and scream on my way to getting here. I can't tell you that I didn't rage cry and scream. I was so fucking angry for such a long time. And I realized that in order for me to be happy, in order for me to be in my power, I had to release everything that kept me from feeling powerful. And if I continued to hate him and I continued to wish death upon him, that was inside of me. That anger, that animosity, that resentment was inside of me. And I didn't want it there anymore. And so I didn't forgive him for him. His karma is his karma, but I forgave him for me. Because the more power I chose to think about the situation and to, and to be shameful of the situation or to feel crappy from the situation, the more power and ammunition he had against me. And so again, I forgave him for me. And the moment I allowed myself to feel that sense of forgiveness, it made me go down the, the journey of life that could have potentially have happened for him. Because you don't wake up one day and you're like, you know what, I'm going to sexually molest this child. You don't, you don't just wake up one day, right? There has been a series of circumstances in your life that created this association to it being okay. And so I feel remorse. I feel empathy. I feel sadness for him of saying, wow, man, I can't even imagine what you had to endure for you to think that at that moment in time, that was okay. And I don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe that it was a coincidence that he's fighting for his life of cancer right now. Because I truly do believe that if you are struggling with a a chronic illness, there are some emotional things that you're just avoiding to take a look at. Mm -hmm. You're just completely deleting that thought out of your mind. And I believe that our mental thoughts and our emotions create cancers inside of our body. And so it's no wonder, it's no wonder that he's fighting for his life right now. And Mm -hmm. I still have a brother from him, right? And so I have compassion. He's about to lose his dad. And it, and that's that weird dichotomy, right? It's, it's a weird place to be in because it's like, man, I feel for you. And at the same time, 
this is your opportunity to sit in it. Do you want to make a change or do you want to be this way for the rest of your life? Is he going to allow forgiveness for himself in that moment that he's suffering? Oh, I like don't even, <laughs> I don't even have words. Yeah, so good. And I do a lot of energy healing work. So I know that's my realm, right? Mm-hmm. I know 100% that is what I preach on is when we don't process these things that either we've been through or the things that we've done, it's stored in our body and it is 100% going to make you sick. Yeah. And also on that same note, just thinking back, I mean, there's probably people listening to this who are still in that place of, I could never forgive that. I could never forgive that. And me, we'll say four years ago, probably would have said the same thing. So it's so beautiful to be able to hear you be on that other side. And it's a journey, right? And it's a daily choice. And it's a continued decision to know that for yourself, that is what has to be made. Because you can hold on to that anger all the time. It's not affecting him. He's not feeling your anger. It's only hurting yep. you. And that it's that journey. And so for anyone listening, I just want to say if you're thinking, how could you ever forgive that? Look at, you know, what it is that you, Jamie, you're able to say and imagine how freeing it would be able to be on that end of the spectrum to yeah. anything that has happened in our life. When we take when we do that, we're able to take the control of, of our lives and yeah. the power back. So yeah. Mm, so good. Thank you. I mean, I know a lot of people don't necessarily resonate nece- with, with forgiveness, but if you're not resonating with forgiveness, you've got to resonate with acceptance because you can't change it. Yeah. You can't go back. You can't change any of it. And so you can either use it and continue to be in pain, or you can use it to fuel your passion and your purpose. Like, how can you use your life story as a story of a victor versus a victim? Because the only person making you a victim is yourself. And that's going to be hard truth for people. A lot of people don't like when I say that, you know, but I'm, I'm not a pushover coach. (laughs) You know, I'm going to say some hard truths and it's going to trigger people and I'm not for everybody. And I don't want to be for everybody. Because in order to be for everybody, you've got to water yourself down. But the truth of the matter is this process through transformation and growth is not easy. It is not for the faint of hearts. (laughs) You're going to cry. You're going to be angry. You're going to feel the depths of your emotion. You're going to feel the sadness. You're going to feel the agony. But let me tell you something. In order for you to experience pleasure so deeply, in order for you to experience love so deeply, you've got to experience the contrast of exactly that. Because then you want to appreciate it. If you haven't gone through pain, if you haven't gone through the trials, if you haven't gone through the tribulations, there is no way that you can fully embody and appreciate the contrast of it. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think something you just hit on too, I think that's what makes a good coach is you're not there. You're not being paid to be the yes man, right? You're not there to be like, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. You're spot on. You've got this. What do you need me for? You are there to be that mirror and 
you know, you're going to have to say the things or help them realize the things that they don't want to look at to uncover that next level of themselves, that next version, that, that way to expand is to work through all those things that are keeping us restricted. So, so good. Um, I would love to hear kind of like your journey in entrepreneurship. How did you really get started? Uh, where are you at now versus where you're started? I, I don't think you are, but I know when I first started following you, you were in network marketing. I don't know if you still are anymore, but like kind of just like your journey, how it's expanded and where you're at now. Yeah. I mean, I did start through network marketing. There was a company that I was with and I still use the products to this day and love it immensely. And I'm still considered a consultant for them. Um, and I'll never leave, honestly, because I believe in, in the mission and the company so deeply. I'll never leave. I still make a paycheck from them and it's amazing. <laughs> and I'll, I'll never complain about another stream of impact. Right. You know, the multiple money sources, the freaking, the, the better, right? Impact is the end desire, right? Impact is the end goal. And so never going to limit myself to just one stream of income. But with that being said, that's where I started. You know, being a single mom at that time, I didn't have, like I said, I didn't have a college education. I didn't even have a high school diploma. I I went to trade school. I became a nail technician, but I was only certified in California. So I couldn't even work where where I was living in Virginia. And so I was like, well, I can't go back to work and work 40-hour weeks because I don't have childcare. And because I don't have a college education or even a high school diploma, I'm only going to be working like a low paying job at this point in my life where I was. And so for me, I'm like, I have to do something from home. And network marketing was that. I remember diving into actually network marketing before I decided to pull the plug on my marriage. But I knew, like my heart knew. It was like, I've got to lean into this because I need to set myself up. And while in my marriage, I didn't set myself up. <laughs> I actually didn't set myself up until I left my marriage. And so it's, it's funny when we think about it because like we've got all of these limiting beliefs. I remember being in it and I was like, I'm not old enough. I was 22 at the time. I'm not old enough. I'm not smart enough. Like I don't have a network. There's no way. I had all of these limiting beliefs. And it really is what got me also into personal development was, mm-hmm. was being in network marketing, right? You're surrounded by it. But I remember it was interesting when I signed up, I remember sitting with my upline at the time and we were at Chick-fil-A and we were sitting there and I was eating my little nuggets. If you guys don't know what Chick-fil-A is, it's like, so good. It's like God's food. I'm sorry to my vegan friends. I love you. And it, <laughs> they're so delicious good. little crispy chicken nuggets and they're so good. But I was sitting there across from her instead of Chick-fil-A and I remember like, she was asking me these questions and I told her, I was like, I can't do this. Like, there's no way that I can do this. And she was like, why? I'm like, I'm not happy. Like, do you not see that I am not good? <laughs> I am not happy. I'm not one of those happy I am unwell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I literally felt like the meme where this dog is on fire and he's like, this is fine. I'm it's fine. fine. <laughs> I've never been more fine in my life. Do you not see that right now? And I remember telling her, I was like, I am not happy. Like, there's no way that I could do this business. People want to work with happy people. And she looked at me and she was like, do you really believe that you could never be successful in this? And I remember sitting there sobbing over my chicken nuggets, like you're ruining my moment for me, lady. But it was a moment that I'll (laughs) never forget. To this day, that moment changed everything Mm. for me because it, it lit this little fire inside of my belly that I was like, no, I don't believe that. For a moment, I didn't believe that. 
And so if for a moment, I didn't believe it for two moments, I, I could, I could believe that I could mm. be something for three so moments. Good. I could believe that I could be something. And so that's where the journey began of like, okay, let's do this. So in four months, I went area manager um, in this company. So that's two levels away from the top of the company. And I stood here for a bit and I played this. <laughs> I would I would go area and then I would drop back down and then I would go area and then I'd drop back down. And I played this mental game with myself for so long, but it's what started the process. And I truly believe that had it have not been for this dynamic of being around all of these incredible, empowering people, I don't think that I would be where I'm at today in my coaching business. Mm -hmm. And so now I've had my coaching business for eight years and it has been the most amazing experience of my life. I remember starting my coaching practice and I was charging like $197 a month and I would coach them for an hour a week. And that's all I charged. Like that's how little I thought about myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? But now, I mean, my clients for one-on-one -on -one containers are paying thousands of dollars a month just to have proximity, just to talk to me when they can, or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm saying like once a month and that's yeah. the power of consistency and that's the power of belief. And that's the power of standing in certainty of who it is that you are. But had it have not been for where I was, there's no way that I'd be here. It took yeah. courage. It took resiliency. It took tenacity. It took so much freaking grind time. <laughs> like, like you got to put your head down. You got to get to it. You can't just manifest it without putting in the action. You can't just mm -hmm. think it into fruition without actually allowing yourself to do what it takes to do it too. Mm -hmm. It's it's a do with process. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, that's, that's a little bit about that. Mm, so good. And I think, cause I talk a lot about manifesting and I make sure that it's so, and just like you said, it's not just that I'm going to sit on the couch and I'm going to think in my head that this is going to pop up. You have to take aligned, inspired action and you have to put in the work. It's not just going to come fall into your lap and you're going to build this massive, you know, whatever your dream is. And so I would love just out of interest as now that it's been eight years, where you're at in the sense of have you been able to pull back a little? Have you been able to not be so drive, drive, drive? Because that's the shift that I'm in is the sitting back and receiving from all that hard work that I've put in and continue to put in, but in a different way. A thousand percent. So I have a team of four people that work alongside of me in my business and they support me throughout the process. Um, but I'm honestly only working like three and a half, four hours a day. And that's if Amazing. I'm working my coaching calls too. Like I don't do the hustle mentality anymore. And I'm, mm -hmm. I do the aligned inspired action because here's the truth. Like if you are just doing, then you're forgetting the, the, the purpose you're not a human doing, you're a human being. And in order for you to receive, you have to realize that you're mm. worthy to receive. And some people don't feel worthy of receiving, so they do more. And they're missing the point. That was always me. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have to keep doing in your mind, like, okay, if I want that, I've got to do more. But the power of it is you've got to allow yourself to just be more and just root yourself in and neutralize your nervous system a little bit. Like you don't have to constantly drive, drive, drive at home because then you're making it impossible for other people to witness themselves in you. Right. 
it's really hard to inspire somebody when they don't feel like they have, have enough time throughout the day. And then they see that you're always working. And then inside of them, they're like, there's no way that I can even make this work for myself. But when we allow ourselves to make it into bite-sized, tangible actions every single day and actions that matter, I mean, we fill our time up with so much stuff that in the grand scheme of things, isn't going to produce the fruit. You see what I'm saying? Like we sit there and we're, we're copywriters. We are photographers. We are content creators. Like we are on it all day, every day. We're having the conversations. We're in the DM. We are somehow some way doing the podcast. Then we're taking care of children and then we're house cleaners and then we're chefs. And then we are losing our damn minds. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> and then do it all. We're gone. <laughs> and then, and then you're yeah. wondering why you're exhausted. You're wondering why things aren't working. And so this is one of the really big things that I teach my clients about truly quantum leaping. And quantum leaping is, is allowing yourself to already be in the experience that you desire. If you allow yourself to be inside of the experience that you desire and you allow yourself to activate the emotions of that, when you close your eyes and you feel it, like your body is full of the excitement of the, the clients that are already coming inside of the door, there is nothing that you're chasing anymore because you already have it in your mind. So it allows you to be more intentional and pull back. It allows you to be in trust. That doesn't mean not take action. It means make aligned action. It means that you know you only need to be consistent with a post a day. You don't need to do the five posts a day. And if you feel like you need to do it, for what purpose? What is the intention? If the intention is because you feel like you're in lack, you're missing the point. But if the intention is because you are excited and you feel really aligned with doing it, then cool, amazing. Go ahead, run, girl. You got this. But we do so many things out of fear that we forget that it's, it's not in alignment with what we desire to feel. And then we're stuck wondering why it's not working. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think – and that's, that's all so good. It really is. It's so good. I think that I see this happening so much now is that – People, I feel like there's like this mass awakening of of just all good things. Like, okay, I don't want to live in this nine to five anymore. I don't have to. I don't want to be in this bad relationship anymore. I don't have to. I don't want to be like my parents. I don't have to. And then I feel like th- it's started. So we're moving. We're moving. And then all of a sudden, I feel like because people haven't really l- fully learned to tap in their intuition, they want better, right? But I think they get lost in the when this happens, I'll be happy. When this happens, when I get here, when I get this raise, when I get this money, when I get this partner, I'll be happy. They lose somewhere in the middle that you have to be happy with yourself first to get those things. Like we are truly co-creating our existence, our reality, what we want. And if we can't be happy, all we have is us. Mm-hmm. We don't have anything else. We we get to partake with it. We get to, you know, it's in our our lives, but we can only worry about ourselves. And so I think it's it's important to hit on, and I'd love to hear you talk about this, learning to find happiness within yourself first to get to all those things that you desire. Yeah. And I love that question because if this isn't a fun question, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna like the answer to this. You've Mm got to get really uncomfortable with sitting in silence. You've got to get really uncomfortable with when those negative thoughts come up that your first instinct isn't to pick up your phone and scroll 
or watch Mm -hmm. the TV or put on the music. You have to be okay with sitting with yourself. If you're not good with sitting with yourself, you're not, you're not good. Like you have to be so okay in the company of yourself that you don't feel like you need anything else to be happy. Mm-hmm. We've spent so much time becoming fixated on everybody else's lives that we feel like we're in this constant tug of war and we're constantly feeling like we're not enough because we didn't get the vacation that this person had. Or, well, that husband takes more photos with his wife and my husband's not doing that. And I don't feel like he loves me as much as this husband loves his wife or my husband didn't take me out to a dinner like this. And you're constantly thinking about what you don't have. How are you expecting to find inner peace and happiness if you're constantly looking at everybody else's lives? We get so stuck on window shopping that we forget to look in the mirror. Enough looking inside of other people's lives. Yeah, it's fun sometimes to see the behind the scenes, but if you're seeing the behind the scenes to compare it to your own, to make yourself feel like shit, you got to stop. You've got to stop. And that's why it's so important to have the audit. Because if you are noticing, and here's the thing, it's, it's just about noticing in the beginning. I don't want you to judge yourself. I don't want you to overthink it. I just want you to notice because it gets funny. Like it gets really, really funny when we start taking an audit of what our brain does throughout the day. Like, I'll tell you, there would be some moments before where I would just be like sitting in my home office and a thought would go by and I'm like, how does that even make sense? It'll, it would have been like about my relationship for an example. And it'd be like, he liked this person's, this is years ago, mind you. He liked this person's photo. He must like them more than me. Like, oh, well, what? <laughs> Oh no. What is happening with that thought? Right? Where is that coming from? So just get curious. Notice the thought and get curious. And where is that coming from? Right? For me, I got to go all the way back in the beginning of my abandonment issues from my parents. Like here I was, a child. My mom would turn her phone off and go sleep out at guys' homes. And I didn't have my dad at that time. And I would just be home with my siblings abandonment was so prominent for me. It was such a a negative trigger, a negative emotion that was in my body. And here I am bringing that into my relationships and feeling like, okay, now what more do I have to do in order to be enough so that he stays with me? Oh my gosh, can you imagine the toxicity that I was allowing my thoughts to go down? And so again, it's not to judge yourself. It's to get curious and have compassion with yourself. Because if you can understand yourself, then you can understand how to love yourself more and how to have people love on you more through understanding your needs and your values. Like once you understand what's important to you, once you understand what makes you happy, then you get to honor that for yourself. Because no one could ever give you what you want if you don't know what you want for yourself. Like 100%. If people come to me all their all the time and they're like, well, how do you like attract a, a, an amazing partner? I'm like, be an amazing partner. First and yeah. foremost, like, how do I attract a successful man? Be a successful woman. <laughs> like, you got to start with you. You got to know 
the values that you hold within yourself in the context of whatever it is that you're looking to succeed in, whether it's career, relationship, health, personal development, faith, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do, like, what's important to you? What do you desire? Who do you have to become in order to meet this version of yourself that you desire to be, become? And so through that, that's the process of happiness. It's never a destination. It's a journey. I love that you said that. And it's so there's two things I want to say on that. The first, because I know I'm going to lose it, is one thing that I've been um, working on with myself. And I don't even remember where I learned this. It was something I came across. And it's about conditioning is the my first thought is what I've been conditioned to believe. And my second thought is what I really believe. Mm-hmm. So like as I'm going about my day and I see something and I go to judge someone and I'm like, I don't even think that. But like my natural reaction is whatever, like that person with blue hair, that's weird. And then I'm like, I don't even think that's weird. Like, why did I think, you know what I mean? Like that, right. just having the awareness of our thoughts is so, so important. And digging into that more, building on what you just said is, in any relationship. And it doesn't even have to be a partnership relationship, all of them, because our relationship with anything is important. Money, with right. it, with our jobs, with all of it. It's so important to look at the things that you're triggered by because there's a reason why you're triggered by it. And so we'll just say for in a relationship, for example, you could freak out about something and then after you're like, why did I even freak out? And then you go on about like you move on and you do it again and again and again. That is why it's so important to take that moment of of looking into yourself and wait, why do I actually feel this way? Because as you go and down and unravel that, you're going to come to find out where that actually stems from. And in that awareness, you can make a change in your patterns so you can end that loop. So big, so important. A thousand percent. Couldn't have said it any better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I truly believe that your triggers are invitations to look at the truth. Like mm-hmm. if I'm triggered in a situation where am I feeling the truth is here? Whether someone has something to say about me and I'm triggered, then I'm like, okay, do I actually believe this? And then if I do, oh my gosh, what part of me do I get to witness and acknowledge and love? Because it's not always about changing it. Let's be honest. Like if we constantly felt like we had to change ourselves, we wouldn't feel like we get to enjoy life. And sometimes just that acknowledgement of, oh my gosh, this is like the the former version of me who was eight years old, who was hurting. Like, let me love on her for a minute. I love you. I see you. I'm here for you. You're safe. Like, I got you. You're good. Like, is there anything that you need to let out? Is you just need to cry right now? We forget to love on ourselves. We do so much for other people that we forget we are our first children. Like we are so innocent in the grand scheme of things. And we're so special that we forget the first place we've got to look is at ourselves. Like, are you okay? Why are you feeling unsafe right now? What is going on? Where are you storing this emotion? A lot of times mine was in my gut. So, okay, I feel this like crazy buzzing going on in my gut. Normally that's anger or fear. What is going on here? What is being triggered in here? And sometimes it'd be like, okay, I don't feel safe or I feel um, worried that I'm going to be abandoned. I'm feeling not enough. I'm feeling all of these things, right? And then it's just that invitation to go look at that person at that age. Like, okay, Jamie, three years old. Jamie, four years old. Jamie, when she was 16 and she was rebellious and she just was angry. Okay, cool. Love you, girl. (laughs) You're doing awesome things. I'm here for you if you ever need to talk. (laughs) And, and that's the important stuff. 
that's where it matters. Absolutely. I always think of our inner child because essentially we're all just children walking around in grown-up bodies. Literally. Like those are the beliefs that are programmed into us and Mm -hmm. that's they're just manning the ship. And so it's like, okay, am I going to heal that little me? Because if not, you've just got a rogue five-year-old or whoever, you know, cruising down the street. So it's so important to heal that. And sometimes the best healing is just listening to it, letting it be seen, like you just said, just honoring it, honoring that you feel this way. I am safe and you get to go be a little kid and I'm in control now. Like I've got this. Thank you for getting me here. Yeah. So big. Let's be honest. Sometimes I still throw a tantrum like a child. (laughs) Like I am not above it. I am not Mm -hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like people think a coach has to be perfect. I remember this one time, Mm -hmm. this person that I considered one of my best friends hurt me so deeply, hurt me Mm -hmm. so deeply. I came to her in one of the most trialing moments of my life. And I remember coming to her and I was like giving her all of my feelings, postpartum emotions were arising. I was hurt. I was like really hurting. And her words to me is, I would never hire you as a coach. And now I know her intention probably at that point was like, like, bitch, let's go, like get it together. But those words wounded me because I was like, oh, I'm a good coach. I'm a great coach. But the fact that so many people believe that just because you're a great coach and you've got all of these tools, sometimes it's hard for us to pull ourselves out of it too. And sometimes it's okay to be in it. Because in or- if you want me to coach you, I've got to go through it. And if I'm not going through it and I'm not learning the lesson, I can't give you the lesson. 100%. And so it's not about being perfect. It's about going first every time. It's about putting yourself in the line of fire every single time. And I feel like so many people are afraid to go through it. So many people are afraid to show their vulnerabilities on social media because it'll ruin their reputation or they won't look credible or they'll ruin the rapport or they won't look like a professional, but fuck that show up. People want to see it. People want to know that they can see themselves in you and that you go through it too, because they want to know how you overcame it. Right. And so for all of the coaches who are listening to this, people are waiting for you to be vulnerable. They're waiting to see how you did it so that they too can learn from you. They want to learn from you. But if you're constantly looking perfect and you're not getting the sale, ask yourself why. Is this really you? Are you really showing up for the job? Are you really showing up as yourself? Because all of you is welcome here. And I love that about you. And I am I'm very much in the same belief. Like we are all human beings at the end of the day. We're going to have all the emotions, all the messy feelings, all of the hurt, all the heartbreak. And if you act like you don't, well, you're just lying. And that is not someone I would want to hire as a coach because yeah. vulnerability is like the basis of essentially what we're doing. So right. if you can't be vulnerable, why would I entrust in you to expect me for me to expect you to walk me through this? Right. I actually, and I want to hit on that as far as coaches. I just learned this recently from Danielle McCleary, and, and I think I was doing it, but hearing it laid out this way was so good. And it was that a mistake that some coaches make is because you want to show that all, Right. But you want to show that all and be open and honest with it after you've gone through it and once you've learned the lesson. 
Yep. Like if you're just showing and I probably did do that, especially when I was first getting started. Like I'm going through this. Don't worry. I'm human. But like, okay, well, then that just makes someone think like, oh, well, she's in it. So cool. We're in it together. Not I'm going to hire you. Right. But when you go through it and you're open and honest about the lesson you learned, so now I can reach back and help you, that's the ticket. A thousand percent. Yes. So you're allowed to go through it. And until you get the lesson from it, you don't need to share it. Right. This isn't like a, hey, let's spill the tea type of moment. <laughs> like, you know, there were times where I used to do it too. I would flood my social media with like all of the drama. And I realized that people were only there for the drama. And there was no one was helping me, they were fueling my fire of being in it. <laughs> they perpetuated being in it with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always like this isn't helping. <laughs> Which we all we all have to get to that point. We all have to yeah. realize, okay, this isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so once I started posting about this is what happened, this is how I transformed it, this is where I'm at now, that's when it was like, oh, she's been here too, and now this is what she's created. Okay. Yes. I got that. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I I believe I can overcome this too then. That's the power. Absolutely. I would love to hear any advice or recommendations you have for anyone who wants to start their entrepreneurship journey. There's a lot. But the number one thing is check your intention because so many people are starting businesses just to start businesses thinking that they're going to come in right away and make money. And that's not how it works. So if you're not leading with your soul first and you're not leading with a really powerful why and intention, you're not going to be successful. Or you may be successful for a period of time and then your business will end up taking a massive hit and then you're going to wonder why. And it's because you didn't build it off of a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. So if you can build your business truly from the foundation up so that it is stable and unshakable, then you're going to succeed. But you've got to get to the core and the root of why you're doing it in the first place. I've seen people come into business and they're like, I want to be a business coach. But they've come up, they have no idea what business is. They've got no idea what it looks like. And they start charging this money to, to coach people in business and it goes nowhere. And they're like, well, why? Well, because you didn't go first. Mm-hmm. Just because you opened up an LLC and you decided that you wanted to put the title of a business coach on your social media doesn't mean that you're a business coach. Mm -hmm. You've got to be okay with building business first. You see what I'm saying? You've got to be okay with understanding the grind of it first, of understanding what the base of it looks like, of understanding what it looks like to work in every single department of your business before you can consider yourself a business coach. Yeah. At one, at one point in time, I was the only person doing everything. If you are unwilling to do everything inside of your business, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You've got to go first. So if you are someone who is looking to build a business, start at the foundation, start at the values, start at the core principles, start at the intention, and then start off with understanding who your ideal client is and why. Because if you don't know who you're serving, you're going to be chasing with a big net and trying to get everybody. And then you're going to ruin your own reputation because you didn't know who you were talking to. And then it won't even resonate. It won't come across on your social media because people won't understand it. They won't understand. Okay, so like, what do you do again? 
and you'll get that time and time again. Like, okay, so, so what are you actually doing? Like you help who? Okay. And like, what's going to change when I come to work with you? Like what, what, say this one more time, right? So if you're very, very clear on the foundationals, the principles of building up your business, then it will be easier to resonate with other people. And part of that foundational piece is understanding who you are. That's why the personal development piece come, is so, so important. Because if you don't know who you are and you don't know what makes you special, then, then we can't differentiate you from the next person. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many copy and pastes out there. And that's why people's businesses are starting to crumble because they haven't determined what makes them different. And here's the funny thing. The parts that we dislike about us are what makes us different. And those are what people love most. Mm -hmm. The fact that I am outspoken. I was told my entire life, know your place. I never Mm -hmm. found my place. (laughs) 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 To this day, here I am just being who I am. Because I didn't want to fit the mold. And I didn't want to have to feel like I had to fit the mold. Right? So the fact that I am outspoken, the fact that I say whatever is on my mind, the fact that I can still hold an awesome container and love on people and opt like opt into my divine feminine and really lean into that. Like that is the power, right? I had this crazy upbringing, but yet there's all of these different versions of me and that's how I show up online. And so once you're really clear about who you are, then nothing anyone ever says to you will penetrate deeply. Yes. Because you can Mm -hmm. stand in your truth. You can stand in your power. So once you are very, very clear on those foundational societal limits. You would just hit that spot on. It's so good. And I think in my opinion, personal development is non-negotiable. Like it, it just like truly, if there is anything that network marketing gave me, it's one, the personal development and two, even if that's just a starting point, I learned it was like a business in a box. It was like learning the, the moves without the, the risk and the, you know, all the things that came with it. And then you get to figure out, then you build, you build from there. And I think that's so important because like you just said, until you figure out who you are and what your core values are, what you stand for and like, like truly who you are, what is inside of you and that you are able to stand in that proudly, then people's words, people's deflect, like all their stuff, it's going to break you down little by little. So yeah, personal development, huge. And I think a lot of times too, as coaches, that's where we, it's so important to get a coach. If you feel like truly you don't know what direction to go in, how to get there, get a coach. Yeah, I have gotten so many coaches and each of them that I've gone to have all given me something that have made me who I am today. Even if it was just the confidence to stand in something I already knew. Yeah. And that's priceless. So priceless. You've got to be willing to get a coach though when you're not ready for a coach. Mm -hmm. Because that is how you're going to grow. Like you need to be willing to invest in a coach that gets you really uncomfortable. Like I sold my car to hire my first coach as a single mother of two, because I was so resourceful. I was willing to get uncomfortable. I sold my car to hire my first coach. Don't recommend it for people. Don't like, don't, I'm not telling you to go out and sell your car, (laughs) but if you have that drive and you know, no matter what, you're going to figure it out, then go do it. If, if you want it bad enough Mm -hmm. for me, 
I closed all of the back doors. I had no option and I made myself have no option. I intentionally put my back against the wall and that's what catapulted my success, right? Like now I've got three different coaches in different areas of my life because I believe in the transformation I or four different coaches because I believe in the spiritual work. I believe in the business work. I believe in the mindset work. I'm I believe in the health, right? And so I am utilizing all of these coaches to get me so uncomfortable that I can't help but expand to keep up. And that doesn't mean work more. That means work more efficiently, work more intentionally. Yeah, in alignment to what what you need to be doing to get where you want to go. And so, so good because if you're trying to go somewhere that you've never been, then you have to do something that you've never done before. And if you don't know the answer, someone's going to be able to see that from the outside and say, yeah. listen, hey, I know your blinders are on here. I see what is is preventing you from getting to that next that next space. Yeah. Love it so much. So good. Well, is there anything that is on your heart to share before we wrap up? I don't know. I feel like I said a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was that was very powerful. All good things. No, I mean, last but not least, there is so much love that we have to give as coaches and as mentors or whatever strategists or specialists, whatever the title is, there is so much love. And anything that comes out of our mouth that may seem as hard truth for you was coming from such a place of love and witnessing your potential that we are never coming out from a place of malice or ill intent. Everything that we say, even if it's hard, even if it's hard to receive, is from a place of love. Like I would never say something to hurt my my clients. You know, there had been a time where I said something to one of my clients and she was like, I got to go. Like, I can't talk to you right now because it triggered something inside of her and then reached out to me two days later and was like, I got it. It took me a little bit and I was actually mad at you for it, but it was because I was unwilling to look at myself for the truth of where that hurt me. And it wasn't me hurting her. It was me going through the cobwebs of the mind and just touching the trigger. Like, hey. Let's just take let's just take a look at this. Like let's just see if there's anything here and there was. And because of that, her freaking business took off. Because of that, we released the trauma. We released the, the the feeling of being unsafe. And so all of these moments that we witness you and then you get to witness yourself is where you get to access your power. Mm. That last thing, the last thing I'm going to say that just made me think of is that trauma and that trigger and that pain, that's there anyhow, whether you're looking at it or not. So yeah, it's it's going to stink and sting to look at it, but why not look at it and get over with it? Why not heal it? Why not rid it and move on so that you can also take off and get to that next level? Yeah, so good. Jamie, thank you so much for getting on today. That was just beautiful is all I can say. It was amazing. I'm so grateful that I was able to have you on. I know that there are just a million gold nuggets for the Empowered listeners. So thank you. It's just an honor to have shared this time with you. 
I know how busy you are. So thank you for carving some time out for me. Nothing but love for you, girlfriend. I love watching your story and I will continue to love watching your journey unfold. So thank you. Anna. thank you. It's been an honor. I appreciate your time as well. Thank you so much. Of course. Well, Empowered listeners, enjoy and I will see you all next Monday. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to find out more, you can follow me on Instagram at Empowered with Deanna and my personal page, Fit Deanna Lolita. You can also visit me on my website, which is DeannaMerlinoFit.com. Make sure that whatever platform you guys are listening on, please rate and subscribe. And this means so much to me. It's going to help get me out there to help so many other people. I'm so grateful that you're here with me on this journey of wellness and self-empowerment. I cannot promise that it will always be easy, but I do know that it will always be worth it. Stick with me and together, let's start living as the version of us that we were meant to be because the world is waiting for your gifts and you deserve to live the life of your wildest dreams and beyond. So friends, let's get empowered.